Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Happy Tuesday here on ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks. A lot of news out there right now in the airwaves, on the interwebs. The FHSAA board, kind of the big story I think is going to be today. Will there be football on time in the state of Florida? Will there be a delay? Will they wait till the spring? We get into it right now, I think, or at least in a little bit here, depending on what Brent Martin wants to do. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I don't know where we're going with it. I mean, I saw the rundown. I'm like, well, that's a big – that's kind of like our leadoff story, but do you want to tease the listeners or do you get into it right away? Yeah, well, uh, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. I'm yeah. not, uh, there's new stuff. I think it's just a matter of if we agree or not agree mm-hmm. on what they decided, which basically was uh, let's let the local people decide everything. <laughs> Meet for five hours about doing that, uh, which essentially was what happened. Hey, it's tough being on a board. It's tough making decisions these days. Yeah, that's why you're on the board, though, right? Mm. You you make those decisions. That's what you're on the board for is your leadership. Pet peeve is to meet to meet. I yeah. tweeted uh, my favorite kind of meetings, meet to meet, and it felt like a whole bunch of people that five meet to meet too. a lot. Five hours. Too the business world long. meets to meet. That's what they do. Yeah. That's that's what they do. Yep. Like uh, how many? If you work right, if you are. A nine to fiver mm-hmm. or whatever, but let's just say nine to five, especially nine to five jobs. Yep. How many meetings do you have or you go into that meeting, you meet for a half hour, 45 minutes, and you say, okay, we'll talk about uh, more later on uh, next week on another <laughs> meeting. It's my favorite kind of meeting. Yeah. Let's meet to meet. Well, I mean, having a three to six job, I don't have too many meetings. If I do have them, I usually don't show up. So I just kind of glance over the meetings. Yeah. Well, uh, you are not in the world of meet to meet. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't think the NFL operates meet to meet. No. I mean, they kind of meet, get stuff done, and then go on to their next meeting. Yeah. But after accomplishing something, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, think, hate, I hate it. I hate meet to meet meetings. And, and that's just the way, it's the way the business world operates, by the I way. Think I mean, that's how they stay is, uh, busy during the day. It's like kids going to school. It's like you can't be <laughs> studying all day at school so instead you kind of have some busy time like walking to your locker going to lunch pe study hall whatever i think think meeting is an old latin word for people who don't email it's a good point (laughs) or text yeah it's a great point i'll tell you what i almost lost lost it today um like my mind because last night we had a migration have you had the migration part of of the email scott I saw an email about it that it was coming down. I haven't signed back into the system over in the OKV studio since. Okay. So I don't know what's happened. Uh, everything's here where I need it to be. So, uh, so far, so good. Well, you know how I didn't ask Austin because he's got 55,000 emails on red well, on his phone. That's, that's on my Gmail account, but on uh, my work account, I, I did see a migration. Didn't know what that meant. Didn't yeah. really click on it. What's going on? Yeah. Are we okay? Don't worry about it. You, okay. You just oh, keep doing it. Oh, I'm not worried about it. You just keep being you. I'm not worried about that. I don't know how often you get bombed in emails on a daily basis i rack up somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to eight hundred because i'm cued into all the news stuff that's going on between uh action and fox and and just uh yeah man it's it's loaded i get like you know 12 from the radio folks sure well swipe to the left pretty much (laughs) strong index finger (laughs) (laughs) well scott you have to keep in mind for me i just got my email working like the work email working about a month uh, probably like a week ago actually a week because i didn't i forgot my password i didn't know how to change it uh i did a little meditation figured out my password now i'm back in my work email (laughs) 
But much to my chagrin, like, no one's emailing me, though, man. Like, no one's got anything to say to me. So it's like, why do I even have a work email in the first place? Well, we have brought up many times you have 55. How many do you have right, right now? Uh, How many unread emails do you I, have? This I, is a I'll legit tell you what, number. Austin, we'll, we'll just schedule it as a meeting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With Austin, meetings are more likely right. to get to work. So, so we got nine missed calls. We got 141 missed Text or unread text messages and fifty two thousand five hundred and sixty four emails. I'm shaking Read for you. I'm shaking Why? for you. Why? Don't shake for me. I'm not shaking. Why are you shaking for me? Here's what I have on the red dot screen. Absolutely nothing. I just huh? got, uh, Everything's upkept. Uh, well, uh, Stuart just texted me, so there you go. I, I erased that one. I have two Facebook notifications yeah. and five emails that I haven't checked yet since I walked up here. Wow. Um, yeah, that's it. But anyway, we had this migration. And, uh, you know, in our Cox Media Group uh, emails. Sure. And so, like, I saw the migration stuff. I didn't really know if I had to do, like, the th- it's like reading, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. It, and it I, doesn't involve a whole lot of actual work on our part. It's yeah. just a matter of making sure you update your contacts so that people know to send it to the cmg.com address yeah. as to the old uh, Cox Inc. address. Yeah, exactly. And and what my, like, my at address is, like, actionnewsjacks.com. So I don't even use, like, you know, in my own world, the CMG or Cox Inc. or whatever. But uh, I, I think uh, somewhere on there it said shut off your computer. So son, I've been in the studio a lot, and TV is where I use the, the actual email. Mm-hmm. And so Sunday night when I got off Action Sports Shacks primetime, I actually shut my computer down and kind of, you know, I thought I did the thing that I was supposed to do. But I check it from home all the time on my computer or it's right here on my phone. And last night about uh, 11 o'clock, I couldn't get on the email on the Internet. Mm. And then I didn't even really check anything after that, but I this morning got up, and all of a sudden it's asking for a password. And I'm like, and then I, I can't get email. Yeah. Now you want to? I'm, I am shaking. Yes. Stress city. It's like yeah. eight thirty in the morning, and I can't check email. That's Stress how you start city. the day. We're gonna start planning the day. I'm like, well, what if somebody emailed me? What if something's going on with the Jags? What if yeah. something's? So uh, I, thankfully, Steve Sesnick is a good man and uh, helped us out. It was so simple too. It always is, right? You can go into your settings, and I basically just had to add like at actionnewsjacks.com to my email. That's it. Sure. That's all I had to do. Bam. It was up. And you're done. And uh, it was it was really simple, but I almost lost my mind earlier this Jan. week. Check this box. But it, <laughs> That's pretty you, much the way it goes. It, it is amazing. See, I email a ton. Like I, I email a lot. I mean, communication with it, whether it's uh, the sales folks, uh, radio folks here, Nick, and or all the TV fo- And this is the time where we get all our stuff launched right now, so with the football season coming. So it's kind of a prime time with a lot of communication. And it just reminded me, it's like, my goodness, I couldn't last. Like, I couldn't last a day without my email. Now, I have another email account, so, I mean, I'd have to do that. But I would probably, by the like, if it was still down right now, I'd probably be shaking. It's, uh, like, I probably wouldn't have made it. Do you think it's kind of a problem for you, though? Like, do you need to talk to somebody about this? It's kind of a, right? It's kind of a, I don't know, I, I don't want to, you know, misquote the diagnosis here, but it's kind of a serious thing, Yeah, like, I feel like. Well, you... Like Facebook, it could go away, and I would have no problem with it. Okay. Uh, even like text- Instagram. Oh gosh, yeah. I, I, just well, don't, I don't even know, check. Man. I don't even you check Instagram the gram all the time. But so. Twitter, I've been challenged before, and not I didn't use Twitter for a week um, because people said I couldn't um, at a different place, and and so I tried it, <laughs> and I I suspended myself for a week from Twitter, and I accomplished it. 
How was so, that? It was fine. You're all right. It really yeah, was fine. Like sure. I, I could go cold turkey off Twitter, mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. I really could. Like mm-hmm. I know I use it a lot, but I could. Mm-hmm. Now, hope not for the show's sake. We can't. No, uh, no, we we need. I've you. said like three tweets in eight years, so yeah, no really? little bits uh, because they don't know I'm there anyway. So my point being, like social media, I could get away from for yeah. a bit. Like if it if it went down, it's like, well, that sucks. So I kind of want to keep up with what's going on. What's the latest on the NFL? All the mm-hmm. stuff. But I, I could I could deal with it. I could probably deal with my phone being down because I don't really call too many people. Texting, yeah, be a little shakes, just a little shaky. Mm-hmm. But the email is the one for me because I feel like I'm missing all this stuff and you can't check it. It's like you can't even ask somebody else to check it for you if it's down and what is coming in that I'm missing. And the yeah. great thing about really email is the great thing about email is unlike a phone, you know, sure you can ignore a phone and and it'll eventually stop and they'll leave a message or whatever email you've got it you can come back to it you can reread it later you've got the uh, opportunity to hold on to that message for posterity's sake you oh, need yeah. to come back and reference it later absolutely you know, if you need to submit it for evidence if, uh, <laughs> hr the, the, yeah the, <laughs> depending on how your day's going you know it's a very Super good point convenient, I, yeah. hey, I do this and this is like i do this every i would say 10 days I'll go filter back through my last, like, six weeks of email and be like, all right, did I miss something that I forgot? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I put off and I'm, like, totally forgot about it. But I'll go back and check on things. Like, that's just part of my routine. So email oh, no, is a big I'm, deal I'm all about me. that. If it doesn't make it from email onto my calendar, it didn't happen as far as I'm concerned. Well, and that's the thing, too. If you want to email me, resend it, like, three times in a row. Because... <laughs> I skim it, and when I skim it, and I miss you, sorry, but now you're back in the queue, you're back in the archive, and I probably won't get to you. So go ahead and like resend it three times, and then I'll get back to you. If you're gonna email me on my Gmail account, my work account, I'm all getting off my work email, so I'm like, I check it every single day. There's only 12 messages in there. I'm just waiting for someone to say something to me. I'm gonna say, uh, what could you not live without? Okay, that's gonna be a little social media. I like it. Question. Um, email, social media, or texting? Is that a pretty good three? Yeah, that's pretty or, useful. Three. Yeah, I guess like FaceTime is not that big right now. Nah, okay. FaceTime and phone. Nobody does Zoom. that. Nobody who does that. My mom does. That. Moms do that. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Man? My mom phone. She doesn't FaceTime. My mom. Oh, <laughs> we did actually. We Zoom called my mom. Yeah. Zoom called like, a couple weeks ago. It was amazing. We, I couldn't believe she pulled it off. We we literally FaceTime <laughs> my mom every single night. So. Every, every night. Every night. She That's wants awesome. to see her grandson. Well, it's not. Hey, it's not because of me. It's because my grandson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, she could care less what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Her grandson, correct. <laughs> uh, Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Scott here on a Tuesday. Hope you're doing well. FHSAA uh, board meeting was something else. I, I got to be a little careful. I mean, I don't want to be super critical of people trying to do the right thing and putting their time in and really volunteering their time to get stuff done. I think it's a voluntary job. I, I believe it is. But it was a mess of a meeting last night, and, mm-hmm. and we got to a place where it was like, okay, we could have done that in 10 minutes. My point being is, like, we've been discussing this stuff for weeks and weeks, whether it's on TV or radio or social media or whatever it is. Well, they could have been thinking about this for the last few weeks, too. Now, listen, there's a lot that's changed, but not that much has changed. We're still in a pandemic. The numbers are where they are. I mean, this has been the case for the last month. I mean, nothing's changed that much. We knew this date was coming. I mean, it's it's really like those people must be a bunch of people that shop on Christmas Eve. No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, Easy now. <laughs> Easy now. I, but, and, and the other part of it is there are too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too many people. So you got to go around and listen. There's just too many. When you have that many people voicing opinions, and by the way, they might be right in this, you can't come to a perfect conclusion. 
And so yeah. we don't have one. We'll talk a little bit about it. What does it mean? St. John's County pushes school back three weeks. What does it mean? What could it mean for sports? I'll give you the latest on the on the sports front as it pertains to local schools here that we know. And I, by the way, there's a bunch we still don't know. But what we know, because I'm still not convinced this is over. Yes, con- calendar continues. Uh-uh. I think by the end of the week, we could see some different moves. And, of course, now from a local standpoint, you could see School A say, yeah, we're in. Monday we start. School B say, nope, we aren't starting until September 1st. Well, what does that do for schedules and everything else uh, when it comes to not only football but other fall sports? What's the latest on the NFL? Rookies are reporting. Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> Let's shove a swab up your nose to get a COVID-19 <laughs> test. That is basically your first – I mean – that's what your di- first day on the job is. That's what your first day on the That's it. Then go where's, on. where's the training room? Doesn't matter. Stick this up your nose right now. Swab test. That's right. Yeah. Swab test and then go sit in your hotel, yeah. which most likely is, or yeah. apartment or yeah. house or whatever you have, and quarantine. And then a couple of days later, we're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you're clear, and then we'll we'll start to at least talk about football. That's essentially the next two weeks. Like people keep saying, "Hey, what, what, the Jags on the field today? <laughs> on the field? <laughs> you might as well not even mow the field for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like I don't even out. think we're gonna see people on the field mm-hmm. for a little bit. What is the latest on the NFL? Uh, we're talking a little Jags offense today. We we kind of stayed away from the Jags in depth for the last four to six weeks uh, at the very least. Let's start bringing it back up. We are on the horizon. Where does this offense sit? Uh, some metrics out on Leonard Fournette. Is he better than people think? Is it good that he's still here? Do you feel better about that rather than be traded away? A closer look at the Jaguars offense. Let's do that uh, when we come back. We'll also update you on anything going on with the NFL and the NFLPA. It's going to start getting a little muddier because it's economic-based, but uh, still some decent information coming out uh, in the NFL. Looks like we're, we're, we're at least having good discussions. So that's a good point. This is not shaping up like Major League Baseball was yeah. over a few weeks. This is a pretty coordinated attempt by the NFLPA and the NFL to get things done. It's a Tuesday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN at 690. You're always welcome. 904-362-9901. Star, star, 690. What could you not live without? Email, social media, or texting. No one's going to say email. I guarantee it. I did. I know you did, but nobody else is. Yeah. Social media. Now, back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and in the TuneIn Radio app. There are still several huge economic issues that are being negotiated between the NFL and the NFLPA. And from what I understand, they basically do not need to have an agreement before the players actually show up for training camp. This deadline to have the economics all figured out is actually much later. The hope would be before the start of the season. So they are far along. There's some optimism as far as a potential agreement between the NFL and the NFLPA. They're in a good place right now. Just does not seem like some of the economics are going to be finally worked out uh, before training camp. But you mentioned uh, there's some key issues. The opt-out is a big one. What the date would be, uh, that is a big one. And then here's another thing that is that is in the NFL's proposal. If a player opts out for health reasons, he would not be allowed to renegotiate his contract. The reason why that's interesting is because you can't just hold out slash opt out. That cannot be the same thing. That's an important one. They're still trying to figure out how to handle the 2021 salary cap, when to take the hit given the shortfall in revenue all at once. 
uh, or maybe spread out over several years, and then what to do with fully guaranteed salaries if for some horrendous reason the season gets shortened in the middle. How do you pay those players? All those issues still being worked out. Well, there you go. That's the latest on the NFL in a minute. Uh, that was Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network, and that is the latest segment over. Uh, that's your update. It's it's turned to the economy, which I think can be a bit confusing uh, things. Uh, I'm talking the football economy here. And so I think some of it will be minutia, but uh, they'll they're talking and they're trying to get it done. And some of those things actually made a lot of sense. The fully guaranteed money's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. They'll find a way to make it and get paid. I think the biggest thing is, you know, there's going to be a shortfall in dollars. So are you going to put that into next year's uh, salary cap, next year's structure uh, monetarily? Or are you going to pace it out over a three to five-year period or even the life of the CBA and really minimize it that way uh, to spread it out. I, I mean, in that sense, it's no different than refinancing your house, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so it's the same concept. So interesting to see what they do and who wants to do what. I think, uh, you know, I think the owners want to be, be like, hey, players, you take a brunt of this next year so we can uh, erase it and then just move on. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure that's what's going to be the final uh, say on that. What else is interesting about Jacksonville Jaguars is, when he mentioned the renegotiation of contract, the opt-out stuff, my first thought was Yannick Ngakwe. Mm-hmm. And now he can't negotiate his deal anymore. But I thought with the the interesting nature of it is the opt-out versus playing, uh, they can't be mixed. That's what essentially Rappaport said. Yeah. And you can't. You can't basically say, yeah, I'm going to opt out of the season and, well, like Jan might be saying, I'm sitting out anyway, but now I'm just going to opt out. It, it doesn't fall in the same basket. Correct. And I think we're that – I mean, that makes sense, but it also is a big clarification, especially in this situation where Jan is basically threatened to not play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He can't use COVID-19 as a crutch and still get paid and all that stuff. I mean, if he was to opt out this season, then technically he could still be franchise tag for two years after this, right? Or not? I believe everything could still click in. That's the way I think it would work. You know, there's a lot of, I get a lot of questions about that on social media. Like, you know, we had the long conversation about the draft. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what, what happens if they don't have a season and what do you do next year in the draft? Like, what rolls over Mm -hmm. in, in essence? Uh, there was some talk in Major League Baseball, though, like if Mookie, if they didn't play, Mookie Best would be a free agent next year mm-hmm. it could, because he just had basically one year left. Uh, was it Betts? Yeah, it was Betts, I think they were talking about. Might just play one year for the Dodgers and that's okay. it yeah. and then go into free agency. So I, I don't know where the cutoff is on contracts rolling over, but I think those things, those stipulations, like if you opt out, they just roll right into the next year. That's what well, I think. That's what logic would say. I, I think from the NFL standpoint, that's what, or from the Jaguar standpoint as well, because the last thing you want to do is Yannick Ngakwe, if, if you're Dan Caldwell, if you're that front office, is Yannick Ngakwe to opt out, and then all of a sudden he still gets the tag and everything, now you can only keep him for one more year. I mean, that's that would be the perfect, I guess, kind of s- scenario here for Yannick Ngakwe, where it was like, listen, I don't want to play for this team. I don't want to be here anymore. So you know what? Let me go ahead and hit that opt-out button and just set it home the whole time. And guess what? It's counting towards that one-year franchise tag. Yeah, I can't imagine. There's no way that's going to happen. I can't imagine that's part of it. In fact, I think that clarification is, no, that's not the way it's going to work. I I hope not. I don't think there will be the power of that uh, to be able to do for for either side Mm -hmm. um, in these situations. I think it's more like the Telvin Smith situation. Remember when Telvin said retired? Well, everything just froze. Yeah. You know, so if he had come back like this year, uh, then it would have kind of clicked back in. Mm-hmm. But 
once he retired, he, he was retired. Now I think I think now that so much time's passed, like they're not even worried about that anymore. Like that thing is is done, and obviously there's no sign of Telvin Smith mm-hmm. uh, coming back to the NFL. But in my mind, it kind of works a similar way. They're just free. Everything freezes mm-hmm. if you opt out. It's frozen. Yeah. Uh, but they're working on the details of that. So uh, we'll see. And I also think those are confusing. Uh, Ian Rappaport uh, says training camp under the NFL's latest ramp up proposal would look like this. Testing and physicals for five to six days. Strength and conditioning plus walkthroughs through day 12. So this is when the camp starts on the 28th. Mm-hmm. So testing and physicals for five or six days. That's it. So just so that's my point. If you think, don't stripe the grass just yet over yeah. there at Jags headquarters for practices. Uh, we don't need hash marks and numbers just yet over mm-hmm. there on the practice fields. It doesn't. I don't think they're going to be out there. Like I don't think there's anything to attend for us today. Uh, the I know Jags employees were being tested, and now they'll have to go back. Uh, in, and depending on which level of employee you are, mm-hmm. whether it's everyday testing, every other day, every few days testing, twice a week is an option. There's some different stipulations in the employees based on what tier you are under uh, that the NFL has outlined. But I think uh, what Rappaport says here, and if they agree on this, which I think is where they're headed, you know. Those first five or six days, July twenty eighth, yeah. all the way through August, you know, second or third, whatever it might be, you're not gonna see football. But th- you gotta stop shortchanging the, the the fans of the game, though, Brent, because we talk about the combine where people go and watch people in their underwear weigh in, and like that's big breaking news. I say we got ESPN six ninety, me and you, during those COVID nineteen tests. All right, here comes Juan Taylor, looking good, looking like he's in shape. Here goes the little uh, Q tip thing, and he looks great, like. <laughs> That's There's maybe what we need to do. It's up. It's, it's up. in. And, it's good. and he's clear, ladies and, it's and gentlemen. Good. Oh, that looked uncomfortable. And it's good. You know, the whole time we can be like, all right, Juan Taylor rocking a tank top, feeling confident, showing off the muscles, if you will, about maybe, I don't know, maybe 15% body fat, looking fit, looking ready to go. Fresh off that Goliath yeah. grouper over Ma- the Exactly, summer. man. Maybe that's what we need to do, Brent. People are starved for football. Let's give it to them. That's not a bad COVID-19 idea. COVID-19 testing breakdown. I like it. That's <laughs> Let's good. go to the wall that says it all. <laughs> the wall that says it all. Boy, yeah. you can tell this guy has a deviated septum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing writes itself, man. Let's get a sponsorship right now, and let's do this. <laughs> uh, that's it, though. That's yeah. it. So, again, yeah. I have a lot of people ask me, like, hey, camp starts. Oh, what are we going to see? Like, even our newsroom yeah. or others. I just, I'm trying to get people ready for it, mm-hmm. really, the, until I'm looking at an August 2nd or 3rd timeline where we might be, a, be able to go see something in, in a practice. And, by the way, Rappaport goes on to say, you know, strength and conditioning plus walkthroughs through day 12. So it'll basically look like, to me, it'll look like off-season conditioning. You know, you're yeah. going to get a lot of gym work. You're going to get a lot of stretching. You're going to get a lot of that kind of stuff. Maybe you get a walkthrough here or there for installations. There's still questions of how many people at one time can be in the building. So then they'll be uh, they'll ramp up with helmets through day 18, which is some three weeks down the road. And then on the 20th day, the pads would go on. So you're talking 20 days from the 28th. I mean, you're talking middle, somewhere around August 17th or 18th or something like that to where we could potentially see a padded practice. We're used to seeing padded practices by July 31st or August 2nd or something well, like that. And here's my concern. So when does the season officially start? Like when's, like it's, is it September 10th? 10th. Okay. That's the first game. Start. Okay. So that's, from August 17th, when they put the pads on, till September 10th of that week, what is that? That's like five weeks away? Four weeks away? Uh, About? 
Say that again. So from August 17th until the start of the NFL season, September 10th. I'd say it's three, it's three weeks. It's good 24 days. Okay. So something like that. Yeah. I guess my concern is this, Brent, right? Because you think of those padded practices day. Well, you're not going to have, you know, seven straight days of padded practice. That's not how it works. Usually you go a padded practice and you go shelves, another padded practice and you go so on and so on. I guess my concern stems from how many padded practices are we talking here if we're not going to even have a preseason when we jump into week one of the regular NFL season? How many padded practices are we actually going to talk about here? Well, that's and that's the thing. Uh, there are some I've been reading a lot about that and people's opinions on it. And one of the thoughts is, well, get ready for some pretty intense practices later in August, like live action practices, because coaches will be unfamiliar with what mm. what their team looks like. The other thing is, are they ready for it? When can you really ramp up and how much are you concerned about injury in your own practice setting? Because we say this all the time. You know, it's the reason why everybody's peeled back off the preseason games. It's even more frustrating. It's frustrating when you get hurt in a preseason game. It's mm. even more frustrating when you get hurt on your own practice field. And so it depends what kind of mentality your coach has about that stuff. And especially given a thin roster like the Jags, a back end of the roster very unproven. Well, that's going to present Doug Marone with kind of a tug of war in his mind. On one uh, side of his shoulder is is the Doug Marone that says, hey, man, last time we hammered these guys in, in, in training camp and got them ready to roll and we got to see this stuff, we, we did pretty well. But I need my guys. Like, I need well, my guys because we don't have a ton of depth and I don't know what else I can rely on. I got to get them to week one. So th- this is where my concern comes into play. Whether it's a preseason game, whether it's a regular season game, traditionally the the night before or the day before of that game, what is it? It's a walkthrough. Walk yeah. I, I mean, you don't wear any pads. You just put your cleats on and you just go through literally just like a dress rehearsal, and that's it. You give your tie, you give your body a chance to recover, recuperate, get ready for the game. We're talking about right now. There's going to be zero preseason games, and obviously coaches are going to promote hitting and going live in, in training camp because you have to. You have to see what you have on the roster. Well, there's no way they're going to do, all right, guys, so we're going to hit on Wednesday. So Tuesday, guess what? Let's just do a nice dress rehearsal, walkthrough type of practice and get geared up for Tuesday or for Wednesday then. I don't see it happening like that. Like training camp, it's grueling. It's ten, it's strenuous. And like, I think coaches are going to be so hell bent on, you know, full padded practice, full padded practice, hard practice or just in shells that they're not going to give their guys a chance to recuperate to, you know, to get ready for that one practice where you do the live hitting. Like, I think guys are going to be tired. And when guys are tired and guys are drained and then you expect them to do full hitting, that's when guys can get hurt. This is the beneficial thing, though, of having all these chips and shoulder pads and everything else. The analytics wins the day on a lot of this stuff. Hmm. The the very coat, the, the underspoken uh, I don't know if hero of camp is, but MVP sometimes of camp is the athletic trainer sure. or, or the strength and conditioning coach. The hand-in-hand communication between them and the coach and the ability for the coach to relent a little bit to the doctors and say, hey, you're going too hard here. 
or or give them a day to recover. This will be beneficial if you do that. And I think there is more of that in the NFL than there's ever been. I think that's crystal clear. And I think the Jags have really fallen in line with that over the last couple of years with their team doctors and saying, okay, we need a little break here or we can only push to this point, even with Coughlin around. I think no, they still did that. And listen, and I agree with that. I think, um, you know, as every single year progresses, I think more and more analytics and more of the data gets used um, of how to shape a practice to protect the players. I understand that. But let's think about what we're talking about right now, Brent. This is a new landscape with COVID-19, all right? This is um, this is an unheard of thing in terms of practices, in terms of locker rooms, and how coaches, athletic trainers, and physicians go about things. So I get what you're saying there, but at the same time, if you're a coach, you got to see who you got on your team, okay? Like, yeah, you're going to listen to all the information, you're going to take it all in, but at the same time, I need guys to hit each other because i got to figure out who my backup safety is going to be. I have to figure out who my backup linebacker is going to be, and the only way to figure that out is by hitting each other. So I get that there's going to be the trainers out there saying, all right, coach, let's ease off the reins a little bit. But at the same time, if I'm Doug Marone, I'm like, yeah, I'll ease off the reins a little bit, but I still have to hit people because i got to figure out where and who I'm going to be taking here. Yeah, and, and that's really – you lead right into a big uh, question and really the biggest concern about no preseason games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to some folks uh, over the last couple of days about the idea of no preseason games or even one at the time, which still being floated about. I just want to make clear, it's not official. Certainly headed that way, though. I mean, if the owners put out there an offer of no preseason games, the players wanted that. Yeah. So they eventually take it. What we don't know is what they wanted in return for that. And so – I. I think that's why there's still some, okay, wait, let's just make sure it happens. But it looks like we're headed to no preseason games, and we've talked about this before. There's logic involved from the player's standpoint. I understand it. I don't love it. I don't love it from what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't love it from our business structure. I really don't. I mean, I I guess I kind of like it as a season ticket holder a little bit. I don't have to pay for games that don't matter. Sure. Um, but uh, So I have mixed feelings on it uh, based on what I do more than anything else. But it's not happening. It just doesn't look like they're going to preseason games. So talking to some folks, the concern about it is not necessarily the preseason games um, for for Gardner Minshew in the offense or the defense, even though I think there's some value in that with a young football Especially team. Especially young football young team. Young football team. I think there's value. But I also don't want to over-dramatize that because, like we always say, preseason to the regular season is a different animal anyway. Like, the players will say it all the time, yeah. and players will also say – uh, regular season to the postseason is a different animal, so there's nothing to really prepare but, you for it. Yeah, but if you're a rookie though, like, don't you want that preseason game? Like, Absolutely. Don't, hey, okay, so national anthem now. Where do I stand? How do we do the pregame warmups? Like, they don't have a clue of any of this stuff until guess what? Week one against Indianapolis Colts here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Where do you kneel? By the way, it will be most likely oh, the, the case. Oh, kneel and say whatever. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, hey, I was gonna take it there, but you took it there. Oh, well, I'm yeah. saying that's what it will be. Man. Call it a lot of times. <laughs> this, uh, but what I think is. What what I got back in return and makes a ton of sense is the last 10, 12 spots on the roster. Sure. That's it. It's mm-hmm. it's 40 to 53. Mm-hmm. It's 42 to 53. It's somewhere along there. That's what's hard. That is how do you identify? Are you getting enough practice reps to figure that out? Are you seeing enough in practice? Especially the special teams reps as well. Because Absolutely. A, because a lot of these guys will make their butter on special teams. Well, guess what? If you're not going to do live kickoff during practice – what are you going to do? And that is one that you probably won't do. That's a great yeah. point. So that's it's, where you earn your money at the back end of the roster on special teams. Well, now you're going off tape and, and things that you know rather than what you don't know. Well, when you take things that you know rather than what you don't know, that really uh, limits the ability of a long shot to make the team. Correct. That's your undrafted free There will be less undrafted free agents to make rosters in the NFL than the history of the game, most likely. I don't think that's too too... Harsh of a statement. I think that's reality mm-hmm. because 
there's they're just not going to commit to those guys they don't know enough about they want to see it on the practice field they want to see it under the lights and there's a big difference sometimes we've seen a bunch of camp heroes here camp stars and then all of a sudden they get in a game and it's fumble can't catch all these other things and by the way we've seen the opposite guys that when the lights go on they really shine so i think uh, that is the problem and that's going to be the consensus problem in the nfl that's going to be the problem here in jacksonville the back end of your roster what i say to that though is it worth Keeping your front-end guys healthy, uh, you know what you have. How much do you rely on your last 10, 12 guys in a season? You know, there's a necessary evil involved in this 2020 football season. We know that. Mm-hmm. Well, if the evil part of it is we can't find out who the best last 10 guys on our roster are, you're going to have to deal with it. And, you know, and just hearing you kind of break it down a little bit of, of obviously, you know, special teams and what, what are players going to do now, the undrafted guys, this even kind of – I guess re-energizes my main point that I said this is probably like four or five months ago when I was talking to the rookies. Like the biggest piece of advice that I would have for rookies coming, especially now the undrafted rookies, is go over your playbook and know your plays because usually the way it works in in a regular season, in a perfect NFL season or perfect NFL training camp, when you know your stuff and you can prove to the coaches that you know your stuff, that's where your preseason reps come in. And they use those preseason reps in those games to try to shine. You shine in those games, you get a spot. Well, those games are gone now. So all you have to fall back on is how much you know about the football game, okay? And how much you know about your position. And if you're that one guy, when the coach calls on you, you're like, oh, I don't know where I go. Dude, they're, they're going to pull you out, and there's no way you're going to make a team. So more than any other year, I would say, it is absolutely vital. And obviously, that's trying to make a team as well. But rookies, for sure, get in your playbooks, get in them some more, and make sure that when your number is called, you know exactly what to do. Because if you don't, man, there is no way. I don't want to scare anybody, but there is no way you're going to make a team. I understand that. I also think the coaches will have to allow for some flexibility in that. There's got to be a little more leniency this year without the, the springtime to go over things with this virtual learning where people learn in different ways. That's mm-hmm. That doesn't make you dumb. That just means you learn in different ways. And if there's not enough time, they've got to allow for a little bit of that. I would hate to cut a guy that might be good because he didn't know exactly where he's supposed to stand now if it's an habitual thing well then you got your answer most likely Mm -hmm. so i get your point i just think that's not a thing that coaches usually want to be lenient at and i think they're going to have to be a little bit at at Uh, times they're gonna have to at least relax it a little bit i see you're saying brent but at the same time this is a different year right and coaches don't have time to you know drag those players along you have have to be coachable and if you're not sorry but we got to cut you because we're moving on and we have to get everybody on the same page it benefits the the guy that can pick things up quickly i mean you really do have an edge you got a chance to to get an edge and over this time i mean listen these un un these crazy times present opportunities yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're ready for that opportunity, ready to pounce, you know, we just said it. I mean, I, shoot, I said it to my own kids over March, April, May when people, everything got shut down. Well, you got ch- choice. You can go play video games, sit on the couch, or you can go take some hacks and swing and work out and do things like that. Well, everybody had those opportunities. Yeah. How many people were doing it? Well, and, yeah, and that's what you're getting at. Exactly. And another point, too, I want to make towards the coaching and, and the philosophies and the styles. One th- and listen, there's gonna be a lot of excuses this year, right? When when a team's not firing all cylinders, well, we didn't have time to work. Okay, that's fine. All right, go ahead and use those excuses to the best of your abilities. I know I'm gonna hear them nonstop. It's gonna drive me crazy, but it is what it is. 
But one excuse that I will not tolerate and other football fans should not tolerate is the excuse of penalties, okay? Because that's always something that's going to be brought up, right? And we talked about it last year a little bit, Brent, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We saw it in the preseason, right? And when we saw we saw an uptick of penalties, and that transpired from the preseason, obviously, to the rest of the season. I think they're the most penalized team in the NFL. We're going to have a great feeling by the time week one comes around, you know, and they play the Indianapolis Colts of exactly where they're at in terms of penalties because once again, your style of coaching, and this is not going to be an excuse. If you're a highly penalized team, number one, you're probably not going to win. But number two, your coaching style is not getting through to your players as well. We're going to take a break in a moment. But before we do that, Scott, let's hit the phone lines. Uh, Steven uh, there, I think. Uh, so let's check in. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 before we hit a break. What's up, man? Hey, not too much. How about you guys? Uh, we're good. Good. Hey, hey, my opinion on that, if we're not going to have a preseason, why don't we go – use the high school method of having basically varsity versus rookie game. You know, owners could probably make a quick buck on that as well. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate the call. Uh, well, the bottom line is if you're going to make a quick buck on that, you need people in the stands, and, and there's not going to be a lot of that anyway. Listen, if they could open the gates and, and have their, their normal, like, uh, practice in in the stadium, yeah. And they wanted to charge a little bit or concession stands or parking. I think they would have people there. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, right now, you can't do that, or you can only have it minimalized. And mm-hmm. they're certainly not going to open it up for that kind of stuff when they're already shrinking capacity at stadiums for regular season games. So yep. I get the concept. And by the way, that concept might not be totally off track for some teams. Like they may do a little bit of that. <laughs> you know, well, they're kind of like you do in basketball, right? I mean, uh, shirts and skins, whatever yeah, yeah. it might be, but. Inner squad, essentially, do you inner squad scrimmage at some point in late August? Well, listen, every I mean, single you kind of do any day, yeah, anyway, I mean, right? Every team they, they scrimmage each other. Yeah. Now it's not always live. You don't go to the ground, but keep in mind, you want to talk about varsity versus JV. I'm not sure they still do that in high school or not. We never did that in high school. Yeah, I would we, think that we, would we would have got massacred. I was going to say that'd be, that's a tough. Yeah. I, I would split but, the teams a little more evenly yeah, than that. But but you, you want to talk about varsity and JV? Well, keep in mind, Stephen, when when teams scrimmage, quote unquote, or they go team run period, things like that. It's ones versus twos, right? It's ones versus threes. So it's the starting offense taking on the second string or third string defense. So that is like your varsity versus JV kind of thing. Now, obviously, to try to make a quick buck off it to get to Brent's point, no one's going to be in the stands. You know, you're not going to televise this thing, obviously. So it's hard to make money off of it. And in terms of the starters taking on the second and third string guys, that already happens every single day in practice. Remember, one more thought on this. We thought Doug Marone was crazy in 2017 at times because he went live goal line. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. Remember Leonard Fournette jumping over the top of the pile from like the one yard line? Yeah. And I remember being like, what are we doing there? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not touch our star running back, right? Yeah, what's going on there? Yeah. Uh, and he did it. He wasn't afraid to do it. Did a little bit of it. I mean, he didn't do it every day, but did a little bit of it. Will we see a little bit more like that? I think we will. I think, I think you, you, listen, you can't tiptoe around the injury thing mm-hmm. on every level. Yeah. I mean, to a point, you tiptoe around it so much, you're just asking to get hurt. Sure. You can't be afraid of it that much. You can be cognizant of it. I just don't think you can be afraid of it uh, to that level. I, I like this coaching style from Brett Martino right now, man. Like, physical, where we're hitting, live tackling, quarterbacks, take your red jerseys off, let's go. <laughs> I did not say that. Well, you're getting I there. I mean, my man Gardner hey, Minshew. was close to Gardner Minshew is going to be the second, <laughs> best second-year player there ever was. That's what I heard. That's, That's right. what I heard.
<laughs> to learn the street from you. Hey, we Don't believe Jags it, just off. ask him. Yeah. Hey, we got the Jags offense coming up a little bit. We'll break that down. Speaking of Minshew, speaking of Fournette, what does it look like? It's been a while since we talked about the Jags offense, but as we lead into the season, the latest on the uh, FHSAA, we'll give you an update on that as well. Coming up next on ESPN 690. Hey, it's Mike Golick from Golick and Wingo. You're listening to Action Sports Jacks with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Give the guys a call. Grab your cell phone and call Star Star 690. This is ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back, everybody, on a Tuesday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Scott along in for Coos, who's vacationing. Uh, good for him. Hope you're doing well and having a good week and uh, maybe got a chance to get your break here in the last uh, month or maybe it's upcoming. Uh, and now, now what? Now what are you going to do with the kids down in St. John's County? And don't be surprised if Duval and others follow suit, although nothing official from them. I think there's a meeting coming up on Thursday for Duval County. But St. John's County unanimously voted today to start school on August 31st. That's a three-week pushback. On August 31st, it will now take place. So, so what do we do with the kids? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, that's what people have been asking for like six months. I'm sending them back. <laughs> but the overwhelming, you know, I asked that question last week, right? Yeah. Uh, on the show, it's the overwhelming response by parents actually was our kids are going back to school. Yep. I mean, yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. So, uh, now they, they push school back a few weeks and buy themselves a little bit more time, uh, on the school front. They actually brought up the Republican National Convention as part of the reasoning. I think you could see that in Duval as well. Uh, but there's, a, I think, a myriad of reasons, uh, why it is, uh, the way it is. And, and we'll see if it's the right decision or not. I, I can't imagine delaying it for a couple of weeks, two, three weeks is going to be that problematic on any front. Uh, kids now will complain about it. Parents even might complain about it on the other side. Teachers definitely will probably complain about it on the other side because now you get out of school like June 16th. Yeah. yeah there's something kind of cool or down here about getting out of school like Memorial Day. Yeah. And, and I love the calendar down here versus what we did up north. Like we went at school right after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. It was right after Labor Day. And we got out though, like, Sometimes June 22nd, June 24th, and then you had July and August as summer. Well, for my schedule, selfishly, I like this schedule here because June and July are the the kids' months to be home and out of school. Well, August is too busy for me. Like, we couldn't do anything anyway if I had the northern schedule with training camp and all that. So it would really shrink down the summer uh, with the kids or going places or, or whatever. So selfishly, I love the June July thing and the fact that we start so early down here uh in the south but not this year it will be August 31st instead um and we'll see what else the other the other uh, uh counties end up saying but i mean St. John's County is considered one of the best school districts if not the best uh school counties in in the state and they might have just set a bit of a precedent by doing it mm-hmm. uh, as early as they did and pushing it back a few weeks. Now, last night, little uh, decision made by the FHSAA board. Just a quick thought or two on this. We're going to dive into a little deeper. Kevin Sullivan will join us later in the show. But here's what happened. Essentially, it was a five-hour meeting. You could have gone in a variety of ways. could have been California and say, hey, we're going to move football and others to the spring. You could have said, we're just going to delay it like Georgia did for a couple of weeks. They delayed games, though they started practices and kind of kept that calendar somewhat intact. 
what the FHSAA did was talk for a long time, somewhat in circles at times. Uh, the thing looked like it was headed nowhere. At times we wondered if they would even come up with a vote and a decision. Then, bam, all of a sudden they voted to keep the calendar intact the way it is, which would mean a July 27th starting date. But they put it on the local schools, the local s- counties, the systems to say, hey, do what you want with it. And, and really the big caveat here is they'll, they'll set a certain date. Mm-hmm. Where schools will have to say, hey, we do want to participate in FHSAA state series or state playoffs, and you can opt in or opt out. And if you opt out, you basically say, like, uh, Atlantic Coast and, and Mandarin opt out. Well, you could still play each other while the playoffs are going on. You're just not participating. So you could have other games, like in your own counties or however you want to do it. So you can still play ball. Essentially, sure. Uh, but you're just not participating for state playoffs and state championships. That was really the only wrinkle. Other than that, they basically didn't say they didn't want to have the strong hand in this. Instead, they left it up. Now, initially, I was like, what are we doing here? Like, what, what's the point of this then? If you're not going to make a decision and, and follow guidelines, people are looking for you to give us some guidance. Yeah. You had a medical crew that gave you advice say hey volleyball and football might be better to kind of delay yeah right now the other sports bowling and golf and others make sense well maybe at the end of it after you think about it now it gives local flexibility Mm. and since there are so many different parts of the state going through different things is that better i disagree i don't have time to wrap up my what i want to say but we'll do it on the other side yeah but I think we really need to take a look not only from high schools, but also the state of Florida of how we're doing things. I'm not going to get political. I'm just going to say there's some things that are rubbing me the wrong way right now about how this is being handled. I think it should be changed. All right. Well, like all right we'll, we'll pick up the conversation. What we think should have happened, could have happened, will happen with FHSAA and with high school sports, because quite frankly, I don't think it's over. I think this thing could change again. We'll talk about it next on ESPN 690, and I'll give you the latest update on uh, where we stand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.